The following is not intended for younger listeners. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, take out your chainsaws, because this episode's about to get groovy. Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. Were you trying to think of something else to say? For a second. And I kept wondering, is, is, he, <laughs> is he trying to think of another like nickname to give himself this week? Yeah, I got, I got nothing this week. You want to try again? We can start over. Nah. I, we can just start at your part. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm Dude One. Richard. And I'm due to Andrew Gifford. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> What's up, Gif? Not much, out. man. You know, <laughs> just posting on my Insta sometimes, talking about fantasy football. No, all seriousness. I love Gif. Oh, uh, yes. Welcome to Dudes One Double Feature. Um, before we get into our how do you do's, I do have some things I want to mention, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. First and foremost, I got a really nice message on Instagram from an Instagram user called Lack of Laughs, I believe it is. I was hoping you were going to bring this up. Yes. Um, do you have it? Because my, my internet's being weird. Yeah, let me let me pull it up real quick. I apologize for the impromptu nature of this uh, Lack of Laughs or whatever your name ends up being when I look it up. And they followed us on like on like all our page, so like so they followed me, they followed you, and they sent us a nice message on our main Instagram page. Yeah, this is from lack of, lack of laughs underscore Inc. What's it say? First, they they first said, "I just have to say, I absolutely love the podcast. I saw an ad for it earlier, and I'm so I am so glad I did it. So much fun to listen to." I cannot wait for more episodes. And then you, I didn't type this. So I, you said, I, I responded, yeah. You said, thank you. We're glad you enjoyed it. Couple exclamation marks. And they replied with, the radio drama and all the music is so cool too. I love everything you guys are doing. That's um, that's very nice of you. Thank you so much. Uh, lack of laughs on Instagram. We like hearing from you guys. If you want to message us, comment on anything, um, even suggest double features. You know, we always are looking for suggestions. Let us know on our social media pages. And, you know, like we just did, we'll give you a shout out for, you know, just being being so kind and enjoying the show. So thank you, Lack of Laughs. Greatly appreciated. And it's uh, it's really nice. To, I, I Sorry, what to say, but like, no, no, I'm speaking, no, yeah, as yeah. Somebody who's, speaking as somebody who's incredibly just cynical. And just, <laughs> what? You're this, cynical? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, when did that happen? Oh, man. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that said, it, it is not because sometimes I do the show, and obviously our friends enjoy it, and there are people mm-hmm. out there who like it. But it's really nice to hear somebody say, "You know what? I appreciate what you're doing," and it's just a random person. Yeah, 
I've had somebody come up to me once from my job once, and they said they appreciated what I did, and it's it's really nice, folks. If you see somebody out there that's doing okay, that's doing a good job, let them know. Like a little bit of a little bit of you know niceness goes a long way, honestly. Like 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 at my job, I I have people coming up all the time. Not no, actually no, strike that. Um, rarely. They do sometimes when they come up, they'll say like, you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing, you know, just like from a job, from like my job standpoint. So that's really nice. But yeah, but again, long story short, um, you know, be kind ultimately. And again, thank you. Lack of laughs for that. Um, second thing, and probably arguably most important of the three things I want to mention. Um, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to John and Kenny, who's, uh, you know, they've been doing music for the show for a long time since we started. Um, and, you know, they've been, especially John, you know, because he's been doing a lot of editing and he's had a lot of big projects. Um, like he, he drew an entire children's book, which um, I'll send you a link to that so we can put a link down below so you guys can check that out. It's it's literally, you could buy it literally anywhere. It's crazy. Like you can get it on at Target, Walmart, Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's called, I think it's called fathers need their kids and kids need their fathers or something like that by Wes Watkins. And, um, but they've been working really hard, especially, um, on this radio drama we've been doing, which as you guys know, by now has been delayed. Um, and so John was getting a little overworked. And so I just wanted to send some love to both and, and to both John and Kenny, cause you know, they've been working really hard on this podcast and they are among the most talented individuals I've ever met in my entire life. Like there's no question about just, that. Just the shared abilities of those two, it it never ceases to amaze me, you know. And I was reusing a piece of music of theirs from like early on in the show. Um, I mm-hmm. used the, the Mars Attacks theme for the Vincent Price, um, for their Vincent Price episode, and it, it's still it, it it's they they, you know, when they do craft those original pieces, they know exactly what to do. And, and sometimes they do it in, like, two hours. And you're like, what? <laughs> it takes me way too long to get something semi-half as good as this. <laughs> yeah, but definitely a huge, huge shout-out to the Armstrong boys. It was greatly appreciated. And hopefully uh, you guys can, like, rel- chillax a little bit um, after, you know, again, how extensive the radio drama is. And so greatly appreciated all, all the work you guys have been doing. Um, and then the last thing, should, should we mention the, the the special episode I, I i was gonna mention it but i wanted to ask you first before i get into that do you mean the special episode where i alluded to myself as one of the potential um people on said episode or do you mean the ra- the radio drama thing no no i was talking about the the episode that we have in between our holiday break thing should we bring that up i mean why not okay so this is kind of so we'll try not to take too much of your time on this one, but we had we've had a lot of great guests on this show. Um, two of them are our friends, uh, Alex Waikie and Andrew Gifford. Um, Gifford was on our Dark Knight episode. Uh, Waikie was in our recent um, Wes Craven episode. Both of them are also huge Spider-Man fans, and both of them came up to me. I think possibly to you as well, saying how cool would it be if you guys did an episode about spider-man like specifically i believe the raimi spider-man movies and i think once waiki made the suggestion i i just thought it was funny how it was almost like verbatim the same suggestion that gifford gave us 
Like you guys got to talk about that. My answer, my answer to that uh, suggestion was always, well, I, I kind of talked about Sam Raimi superhero movies on our YouTube channel. Um, that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to talk about them on this podcast, but at the same time, I, I feel like I kind of already did it, but I was like, you know what? There might be an interesting idea here. Cause like, obviously they're like, well, what if we get Wikey Gifford and both of us? And it's like, no, no, no. So I messaged Joey and he kind I feel like you might've already knew the moment I said like, Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a guess. <laughs> yeah, we're this is we're we're drift compatible. Like yeah, it's, just we just know. We're we we run this Jaeger and we run it well. <laughs> but we had our executive dude meeting. <laughs> we had our executive dude meeting, um, and we said, Okay, so what if we have a Spider Man episode, but we're not in it? <laughs> and I thought that sounded like the best episode of two dudes, one double feature. <laughs> Because who cares about those dudes? Where's the different dudes? <laughs> <laughs> we need them different dudes. Um, so we we, pre- we presented the idea to them, and we said, what if you two did your own like guest whole guest episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature? You write your own notes. You talk about whatever Spider-Man movie you want to talk about. And uh, we'll get music. We'll put it together. We'll upload it, and it'll be it'll be an official episode, but it will not feature us. Both of them were down, and if if I'm if I'm correct, they should be recording around the same time we are recording right now, or at least if we hear about it, or even a little earlier than that, because I remember Gifford saying like six thirty something. It, so they may have already done it. Regardless, this episode will not be coming out in november i just want to say that off the top we do have exciting things to talk about in november actually one a really neat thing that we've never done before and another thing that is arguably the biggest could be one of the biggest episodes we've done so far yeah and then obviously december we're going to do our holiday episodes but in between the holiday episodes is what i'll say this is when you'll get that spider-man episode yes and on that note um, if you're new to the show, um, we we uh, we do take sort of an off break, like an off season during the holidays. So like this episode right here will be the last sort of consistent episode that you get of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. And then next week, um, we do have something potentially planned for next week. Again, it's very unusual, but it's going to be exciting. And I think you guys will like it. Um, but it won't be an episode of Two Dudes. And then following that, will be it will be an official episode and then after that is that the is that the spider-man episode or is that well i actually i actually blanked <laughs> i thought i heard something upstairs so i apologize <laughs> good um either way um you, you're gonna get an, like more or less more official more common i guess two dudes episodes every other week and then Maybe in the in-between weeks, we'll be doing some special stuff. But th- that part's not typical. What is typical is that we try to give ourselves every other week off so that, you know, we can, you know, get through the holidays and not have to worry too much about stuff. So we did it last year. We're doing it this year. Yeah. And, you know, I'm actually very excited for our Christmas offerings this year. We're not going to say them right now. No. But I I am very excited for both of those episodes. And, honestly, the rest of the episodes this year I mean, we got we some got good some, ones. We got some really interesting episodes, and also like this Halloween, it's been some really, some really kick-ass double features um, over here. And also, just I hope you folks, uh, if you have like Halloween ep- marathons or whatever, 
you know, let us know if you're doing any of these as do- actual double features. Honestly, if you're actually you know, yeah. putting these in your marathons, let us know, please. Please, like, if any of these pairings like sort of resonate or like end up in your marathons on that on that Sunday. Is it Sunday? Halloween. Halloween's on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let us know. That'd be really cool. Um. Aside from all that, how you doing, dude? Too. <laughs> Well, Twelve minutes not, of setup before we get to yeah, that. yeah. I don't want to take up too much of of the time. I will say I've been watching. I feel like I've been upping my movie watching as mm-hmm. of late. Um, particularly, I've been watching a couple John Carpenter movies. I noticed you were like I think ever since you got the four K Halloween, it sort of like opened a box, mm-hmm. and then it's just like like Big Trouble, Little China. Uh, Escape from New York, and it just is going, it's going, it's going. There's nothing wrong with that, though. It, it's going. Um, part of it was because uh, Red Letter Media, they do this series called Review, where it's like re colon view mm. is the title. And they did like a t- part three, three part retrospective, and they were like ranking the films of John Carpenter. It made me think, like, you know, I, I've seen a couple of his movies, but like, he's not a director that I'm like, you know, fully familiar with in that regard. Right. So I rewatched. Halloween for the first time in a couple years, and I'm like, it's still a really good movie, the original Halloween. I mean... This is still genuinely solid. It holds up quite a bit, and it's also just my kind of, like, scare. It's, it's scary enough. It's 90 <laughs> minutes, you know... It's not it's really a like, lot of blood. Yeah. I kinda, <laughs> it's I not really like gory. That. Yeah. Um, actually, it also led me to pick up a couple of the other Halloweens on 4K. I watched the 2018 Halloween uh, I thought that was a pretty solid movie. Mm-hmm. Then I watched Halloween Kills, which less solid but not horrible, uh, in my opinion. It's it's kind of whatever. It's like uh, two and a half stars <laughs> out of five for me. Um, you know, I don't want to take up the whole episode about Halloween Kills. You know, it's just, just I didn't I didn't like it. <laughs> I I mean I've heard I've heard the things that people like about it, and I don't think it's entirely terrible. I I think a lot of aesthetics are really cool um but no i i that one no i just think from i think the biggest issue is that because the first one i thought was a really solid movie i was expecting more like consistency yeah yeah like if this was just like another run-of-the-mill like thing i'd be like okay this is fine but it's like it comes after the 2018 movie and you're like okay Mm -hmm. whatever like i will i will say it's not the worst second halloween movie i've seen that's mm-hmm. still Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. That's terrible. Yeah, that's the that's the impression I get from from people because I've not, I've never seen the Rob Zombie ones. But don't I will say uh, going back to John Carpenter, um, I rewatched um, the Thing, which is an absolute classic, and Mwah. um, I de- I definitely have it on the, on the schedule at some point in the future to talk about it because I think it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a great movie. Like, not just, like, a genre movie. It's just a great movie, period. Um, go w- watch it. Um, unless you're at my girlfriend, Allison, you'd be <laughs> very upset with certain parts in it. Um, yeah. Don't don't watch it, please. Um, I watched the original thing for the first time. I'd never seen the original thing. Really solid movie. And uh, I wanted to mention Big Trouble in Little China is, like, for me, it felt like a perfect, like, Friday night movie. Like, you get a pizza... Or you get Chinese food. It's just a fun movie. And just Kurt Russell gives this amazing performance as this guy 
who normally in a movie would be like the ultimate badass like leading man type mm-hmm. like john wayne on steroids but he gets knocked out by his own shenanigans and is such <laughs> is unintentionally a goofball uh james um what's his face he's been in everything uh james hong um, oh yeah yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. He's excellent. He has, like, a gazillion credits in everything from, like, Seinfeld to, um, I think he's in Kung Fu Panda. Isn't he in Kung Fu Panda? I Does think. Does he do a voice? I think. This is also going to lead me to mention uh, Balls of Fury he was in, <laughs> which is not the best movie by any stretch of the imagination. That movie has something to it, though. It has something. What that <laughs> is, I, I can't, I, you know, I can't really say. Um, oh, and then, you know what I did watch? I watched this Peter Lorre movie that I got from the Warner Archive, Mad Love. Yes. I believe this was his first, um, his first American movie, because his first English language movie he did with Hitchcock, The Man Who Knew Too Much, the original version of that, and, um, which is a good movie. This movie is so twisted. Like, this guy, it, it's like, I don't know, have you ever heard The Hands of Orlock? Mm-mm. Basically, it's a story about, like, a guy who needs to get new hands, and apparently his hands are that of a murderer. And that character is played by Colin Clive, uh, Dr. Frankenstein in the, you know, the first two Universal ones. And um, Peter Laurie puts the hands on this guy. And he is, as the kids say, he's such a simp <laughs> uh, for this for, for Colin Clive's wife, played by the beautiful and really, she's really great in this movie, Frances Drake. Um, she's really, like, really solid. Like, And, you know, obviously in, like, 30s horror movies, your character is not going to be the most complicated, but I thought she was really like a cool, like a good character, mm-hmm. you know, she was, she played it well. She kind of like gave me s- some, like some Faye Ray vibes a little bit, um, you know, and she's great in the movie. Uh, but there's, there's some great, like really like just Peter Laurie is so good. And it's also the type of like twisted movie that Lon Chaney senior would have played if he had lived past 1930, you know, but it was great. <laughs> I loved it. Nice. How about what what's going on in the world of Dude One? Uh well, right now I'm dealing with allergies, so I do apologize on that front because um, that hopefully doesn't affect the show too much. Um, other than that, um, I've I've been going ham on the 4K purchasing. Admittedly, yes. <laughs> I, I at, right as we were about to record, I got two in the mail, <laughs> which I feel I feel more comfortable doing it right now because um because so because like okay so i work in a movie theater i just don't want to say which one i say that all the time um and obviously halloween kills came out this past weekend and that slammed us like crazy i mean obviously we're we're struggling in a lot of the same ways a lot of other people are struggling so like we can't really keep staff members all that much right now constantly getting new people um and you know they want they want to operate us at full speed with only like half the amount of people that it's it's not it's a bad situation um so anyone else that's going through that i i wholeheartedly uh feel for you um so this past weekend was pretty insane and so like like we had we one of our popcorn machines broke and uh of the 3 that we have t- one was already broken so we only had one it was the smallest one and uh we had a bunch of people who never really worked on a drawer being put on a drawer and it was just hell basically um and so just the amount of people that were coming in like again it, that that alone just bothers me from a pandemic standpoint but also just we're we're struggling with 
everything and it's it's wild but um on a personal plus side this is a very personal plus side unfortunately um but uh i also had because it's a horror movie i had a lot of uh bar patrons and uh, i got a lot of tips and the the max on on a really good day i would say the most i would get in tips is like 50 bucks um on a on a on a rare occasion it would probably be like 70 or 80 bucks um typically we're looking at about 20 30 depending on like a normal day maybe none maybe like 12 bucks um the first day that i worked was friday night i got 86 dollars in credit card tips and a lot in cash which added up to about 130 dollars plus the second day i worked all day saturday i got altogether cash and credit card i got about 147 and then on tuesday which i didn't think i was gonna make anything on tuesday I made like $73 in tips, mm. which is not typical at all for a Tuesday. So effectively, I made more than half my typical paycheck <laughs> in one weekend. Nice. So um, it was it was nice. Uh, it, it was sort of weird to get that much, admittedly. I'm like, I don't know if I like this, but I'm happy to have it. I'll take it, but it's still weird. Um and now we, I now we just have like zero inventory until the weekend. So anyone that's buying alcohol in the next few days, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, I've just been just been like chilling, trying to you know get by, just relax a little bit, you know, watch some movies. So talk about stuff. Got some exciting stuff going on with the podcast. So yeah. Oh, um, I watched Dune. That's a big deal. I did. I watched Dune. Um, very good. I don't want to go too much into it because it's still pretty fresh. I mean, at this point, for us, it's pretty fresh. But by now, it's probably not so fresh. But I watched it. It was very good. Uh, but anyway, so, ladies and gentlemen, as we said before, I think we said it. If we didn't already say it, I don't know. I, I forget half the things I say sometimes. Um, Same. <laughs> this is our final episode for the Halloween extravaganza. So this is effectively our Halloween episode. Um, and, uh, we have a very fun, literally fun pairing of movies for you guys to talk about. Um, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes for this Halloween, please do like, uh, like Joey has said before, um, honestly, some really good stuff, a lot of great pairings, a lot of great conversations. Uh, the Vincent Price episode was just silly in some of the best ways. Um, I love, I love the continuing joke of starring Oliver Reed. It's just funny. <laughs> it's like what are you talking about today oh we're going to talk about evil dead 2 starring oliver reed <laughs> shot of the dead starring oliver reed how was that even possible when <laughs> oh my god but yeah so um we're going to talk about some fun stuff um and i do apologize if you hear screaming and barking and yelling because of a browns game um but our first double feature is, of course, as we mentioned, the Sam Raimi-directed film Evil Dead Dos. In case you need me to translate <laughs> that, <laughs> Evil Dead 2. <laughs> 2. I don't believe is a, is the word for 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was a toot. <laughs> oh, that was a toot. <laughs> yeah, say so. Toot. <laughs> toot. <laughs> What the hell's happening? 
<laughs> the usual stuff. This is two dudes, one double feature. This is what you get. This is the content. I hate that word, but this is the content you get from us. This is this is what uh, la- Lack of Laughs Incorporated asked for, specifically. <laughs> Thank you. We didn't mention Thank it. you, Lack of Laughs. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, th- there's certainly not a lack of laughs on this program. Maybe too many laughs. Uh, Joey, would you, would you be so kind as to tell the folks what is Evil Dead 2? It's, it's an Evil Dead movie. It's the second Evil Dead movie. You know, I mean, you got, listen, listen, Evil Dead, it's one of those things, it's like one of those cultish things Mm -hmm. that it really has a loyal fan base. I think our mutual friend Crystal is a huge Evil Dead fan. Crystal, uh, that, whenever, when you first brought this up, the first person I thought of was Crystal. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she is a huge you know, just <laughs> Evil Dead, Ash Williams, yeah, main character. I'm pretty sure, like these... her, in, like her, like PlayStation handle is like Ash Williams something. Even like it's it's deep something, <laughs> something, something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Crystal. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Crystal. Um, yeah, e- Evil Dead. I mean, it's like, like a lot of these. There, there's a house. There's a Necronomicon. You know, like whatever and. <laughs> stuff happens it's a little funny but also like ah and then it ends and then (laughs) and then you know bruce bruce campbell just gets the brunt of every ah moment listen i think that's one of the big things i want to talk about is bruce campbell bruce campbell is one of those guys you know i think he i would almost say he's a conventionally good-looking dude Mm -hmm. he's got one of the best jaws in the game he does like if you didn't know he was, like, in these horror movies, you would say, oh, that's, like, a leading man, like, guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost, I, not to say it's the same thing, but I think about Ryan Reynolds sometimes. Yeah. When I think about him. Because Ryan Reynolds is a good-looking dude. Like, like I would say a really good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, he's in Deadpool. He's in a lot of these, like, he, 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 really He's a very movies. comedic actor, yeah. Very comedic actor. But in the case of, you know, Bruce Campbell... It's, you know, going, getting <laughs> flung around, going into medieval times, going into this freaking puddle, and then you have, like, white eyes and, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, even without the sound, I was, like, a little, like, ooh, oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? Now I want Bruce Campbell to play, like, Ryan Reynolds' dad in something. I feel like that would be kind of perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. Play Deadpool's dad. <laughs> yes! Bruce Campbell's as freaking Deadpool's dad. Make it happen. Listen, Sam Raimi is in the MCU now. Sam Raimi's making movies. You know Bruce Campbell's gonna show up somewhere. So, just saying. Deadpool's Fasta. Deadpool's Mr. Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a first name, just Mr. Wilson. But yeah, this is a character that people love. I mean, it just... I mean, you think about... This, the, I think about the art... This is not the movie we're talking about. I think about the Army of Darkness poster... Mm -hmm. Such an iconic, like, just him, like, with the, ch- the chainsaw just standing there, you know, um, and it, it got the, the TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got three seasons, I think three seasons of that TV show. Three seasons. Um, so I think, I, I think that says a lot. And you got that, the, the, uh, the remake, reboot, whatever, that came out a number of years ago. Yeah, and he's, he's in that, too. Mm-hmm. He's in the, he's yeah, in so he's... the after credits, where he literally is just him in the dark going, groovy. You know, famous Ash Williams catchphrase. No, yeah, I mean Bruce Campbell is a is 
arguably one of the most he's the face of this franchise i mean obviously there's so many people involved that you know like it's it's the 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 central three people involved in this whole franchise um sam raimi who obviously is a writer director uh rob tappert who's a producer and bruce campbell who funny enough like obviously he's just like one of the actors in the first movie i think he had maybe some producing credit but he was one of the few that actually stayed for that first movie. I don't know if you know about this, but with that first movie, it was such a low budget movie and it took him so long to make it. And it was such a grueling process to make that movie that some of the actors just left and just didn't want to be involved anymore. And so like, thankfully, you know, they're like deep in like makeup. So like you can kind of get away with putting some random schmo in the makeup. But yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say because it feels like at start at the start it could have been like an ensemble piece. Yeah, but then it it it, it almost makes you think of Alien in that sense. The first Alien and it just kind of like zeroes in on the survivor, who in this case is Ash Williams. Yeah, though fun, one of the speaking of that though, one of the fun things about this franchise is that each sequel in a way feels like a reboot. So like Evil Dead Two, literally I think is almost an entire reboot of the first movie. Uh, to a degree like it almost retcons the first movie with like the whole opening instead just being ash and his girlfriend and like nobody else and then it's literally just ash having to deal with like everything and then army of darkness i think army of darkness feels more like a sequel to evil dead 2 but there is some things little things here and there that are sort of retconned and then they sort of like try to allude to it in the tv show but (laughs) by having him go like you know there's so many like like there's so many lindas or something, or something like that. <laughs> like, like little things here and there that, you know, are just really funny. Um, but you know what this this one kind of makes me think of? And I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say, but I know from hearing you talk about it. It feels a lot like Venom 2 in that with that first Evil Dead movie, obviously they were trying to make it more like a legit horror movie. But obviously some of it was just so over the top and wild and crazy. And then people kind of stuck stuck to it because of that and so with this one they're like okay let's just amp that up because that stuff's fun and so like like yeah. this movie is inspired by in many respects the three stooges i mean <laughs> which you can kind of you could de- you, de- you can definitely see especially in like um there's this one bit where he has to like take like like the severed head of his girlfriend which is biting him on his hand and um like her decapitated like zombie body is attacking him with a chainsaw and then like he like knocks a chainsaw and then like he gets black ooze splurted it's gross but trust it's kind of silly and like you can and like the like the puppet or whatever is like keeps like running into bruce campbell and you could just i just picture (laughs) sam raimi like underneath the the table where they're filming and just like hitting it with it consistently just like hey <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and what's funny, I feel like I talk about Venom 2 a little bit. What's funny with that is cuz Army of Darkness is kind of like a sequel to to like a more direct sequel to Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like Venom uh Venom 2 and how that leads into like the MCU <laughs> and he's transported some It's like he's transported something no! else. No! <laughs> Just Tom Hardy <laughs> seeing Tom Holland and going, No! <laughs> now I'm just imagining Venom going, Groovy. <sighs> Groovy. <laughs> you are a pariah! You do not need the chainsaw on your hand! Eddie, 
I will only take that because you are very, we are very, very upset. <laughs> oh, I really got to see Venom 2. Listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it right now. Venom 2 is a goddamn masterpiece. <laughs> that I, I need to see it. I really do. You need to see it. It is 97 minutes of pure, just, wow. <laughs> like, there's a shot of Carnage, not to get derailed to Venom 2, but there's a shot of Carnage in front of the cathedral, like, stained glass window, and <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> that thing needs to come out on physical media. Post haste. Sony, Avi Arad, whoever I need to talk to, you need to get this man a copy of Venom 2, because <laughs> he don't feel comfortable sitting in a movie theater for 97 minutes this, to watch Venom 2. This is understandable. <laughs> I understand that. I'm yelling at Avi. I'm yelling at Avi around. Yes, not you. Yes, anyway, yes, yes. But 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 Evil Dead. Like yeah, there's definitely. I think that's one of the appeals of this is like the more comedic, um, like the comedic. Yeah, it just goes off the rails, honestly. Um, and I think a lot of that credit too goes to Sam Raimi. And if like if you watch Sam Raimi movies, a lot of them sort of have that consistent like wildness, even like stuff that's not straight up horror, like his Spider Man movies. Which we will not be talking about, but others might. Listen, <laughs> I just think about the the, the pump like the, the the pumpkin bomb, and then like you see the guys turn into like skeletons. <laughs> Out, <laughs> am I? <laughs> I started this company, or uh, like I see I see that uh, the gif a lot of like Aunt May like praying, and then the house blows up. Finish it. Finish. That's very. Yeah. <laughs> it's so over the top, but it works so well. Like, he's one of the few guys, like, any other, I think any other director that would have attempted a movie like this, with this, like, almost near-perfect blend of comedy and horror, would have failed miserably. Mm. But for some, somehow, he was able to make it work and make it work really well. It's, it's, it's strange, honestly. It is very strange. I'm just, there, there's so many, like, I mean, because both of these movies... I mean, the first one obviously is a really low budget thing, but mm -hmm. they're able to do a lot with what they had. And this one I, is definitely, you know, probably bigger, but like, still, I don't imagine it's like a huge budget. I don't at think this so. Point. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think the biggest budget he may have arguably had was maybe for the TV show or for, for Evil Dead, or maybe for Army of Darkness, because there was a lot that went into that. Yeah, I was about to say Army of Darkness seems like a bit is like a bigger production. I think about the th the end of this movie, and it's just in a house, and there's a lot going on. Don't get me wrong; like there's the the, the leaves. I always like the branches like grabbing people. Like that mm -hmm. was like such a cool, like almost like fair, almost fairy tale, like horrific fairy tale kind of image. And that creature that has its head through the door and is like you you know it's like a it's just a beautiful practical like puppet animatronic effect mm -hmm. and it's just i love that and I, I was when i was watching it with the sound off earlier i'm like man you just really get to appreciate that that stuff it's so cool oh my god like even just some of like like the cinematography alone as well like like a lot of the great practical effects the stop motion um i i i, I had a you might you might like this when i say this um, Ray Harryhausen moment in the, with watching this one <clears throat> because um, there's a scene when like the the deadite uh, version of like the grandma character or whatever that's in this movie um, like her head morphs into this like demon like thing and it's got like a long neck and it's a stop motion puppet in front of like 
you know, like how they used to do it. And I'm like, hey, that, like that's like the Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the Hydra in uh, Jason and the Argonauts. And I'm going to mention that because I know Joey will appreciate it. <laughs> Clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but yeah, no, all those practical effects. Of cinema, I love the, like, the shot when, like, he, like, um, swings the the spade or whatever and then her head goes like rolling and even just the way it's lit is really good like this this movie really does kind of go out on like the vision like go all out with like the visual aspect of it all um but like even just going back to like the comedy stuff and going back to like the um three stooges comparison like there's so many like bits because the movie is for the for the longest time is literally just ash in the cabin having to deal with stuff and then you get like all these other people that are sort of like coming to the cabin to you know x y and z but the vast majority of this movie is literally just ash having to deal with like a bunch of things and it's like it's not really much of a narrative drive but it is literally just him like ah ah like like one of the craziest parts in the whole movie is when he has to chop his own hand off and then it turns into like tom and jerry (laughs) so it's literally like it's such a great like it's such a weird like tonal thing that works really well for some reason where it's like you have this great shot of him like chainsawing his own hand off blood splurting in his face and the next thing you know he's like trying to shoot his own hand who's like stuck in a mouse hole and then it gets his finger caught in a (laughs) in a mouse trap and he's like ha ha and the thing just like gives him the finger (laughs) he's like oh you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that that was that was amazing. Um, that whole sequence. Um, also, I was thinking about like uh, the scene that sort of rhymes with like the end of the first movie, where they they're going through the house, mm-hmm. like, like the follows like the evil itself. Like mm-hmm. that's that's yes. a, that's an iconic shot in like every like when you think of the shot of like something going through the woods from your POV, that's instantly Evil Dead. Like, I think there's only been two instances where in the whole franchise where you've actually seen what that is. Like, in this one, I, like, they manifest it into flesh, so it's a giant head that's trying to get through the, through the door, and it's like, arr, arr, arr. Um, and then I think in the TV show, they show, like, a giant cloud, basically. Like a, like a sort of yellowish cloud sort of stalking the, stalking the car or whatever. But is it like a Galactus cloud? You know, I think I'd I appreciate it more than a Galactus cloud. I, I figured that would be your answer, but I needed to. <laughs> you just needed to be reassured, like, okay, as long as it's not a Galactus cloud. All right, fair enough. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's a, it's a. But I, I do like the mystery aspect of it. That you know, the moment you start hearing like the classic Necronomicon lines, like Kanda, Astrada, blah blah blah. Um, and then you just see like inner, you see like that moment intercut with like something speeding through the woods. Like that's, that's the moment I feel like I'm watching evil dead. Cause that's when, you know, crap's going to get crazy and you're going to get Ash having to deal with some, uh, some woman playing Linda going, Ashy, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> I just like that. Or how, like. How cool was like the hero moment though when he like builds the chainsaw hand and it's just like Yes. Like that arguably, like for all the times in superhero movies when you have like the suit up moment, that arguably might be one of my favorites, and it's not even a superhero movie. Yeah, I mean Yeah. It's it's just it's just pure like I cannot like it's just amazing. 
um, that part. Um, I'm just thinking about like, just it, it's it's really crazy that these these little move. There's so many of these Evil Dead things, <laughs> like when you really think about it. Have you seen them all? No, I I well I've seen the movies. I've never seen the the movie reboot or whatever, reboot. and I've never seen the show because I watched Army of Darkness last year. And I think that would probably might be my favorite mm-hmm. out of the out of the movies. That one I think really leans into like the like the more comedic stuff. I think, which I think is what I really like. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like, like go back to the Three Stooges thing. They, they they take sound effects when like he pokes himself in the eyes. Yes, like yeah, straight out of little uh, Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things where I I, I appreciate all of them and like you know because no, normally like oh these people go to a cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm you know thing is normally not my thing but like sam raimi does such a great job and bruce campbell and all that um you know and evil dead 2 is a really good movie folks like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's literally like like you like you were kind of you were kind of describing um big trouble in little china as like that friday night movie i think evil dead would evil dead 2 would more would possibly fit into that category as well like Mm. like it's literally it's just it's just a fun time you just sit there and you just you just go, what is happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what is going on right now? Like, he's chopping his own hand off. What the the, ah! the stop motion puppet is dancing? Yes, <laughs> yes, she is, and it's great. Yes, uh, but again, I think yeah, obviously Sam Raimi's a big part of this, um, mm-hmm. and it it shows you got to get like the like a leading man, a leading person in your movie is so crucial it's so crucial and i'm it kind of makes me sad that bruce campbell isn't in more things because i feel like i've only really ever seen him in like movies that sam raimi makes and then like i he was in burn notice though i think you yeah i did meet bruce campbell in person oh do tell so um this was in 2012 um and because um i went to new york comic-con this was, I think, my second time going to New York Comic Con, and um, probably my second or th- it was my third time ever going to New York City. Love New York City, um, <clears throat> and uh, they were doing a lot of press stuff for uh, I think the Carrie remake and the Evil Dead remake that was coming out, and Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. along with Sam Raimi and Robert Tappert, were also like producers on that movie. And um, at the time, I was uh, sort of posting on another website, and I was able to get a press pass so I can go there and actually like interview people, which was kind of cool, and or at least be part of interviews. And um, the, the the website I was with set up a roundtable interview um, for all those people that were part of those stuff, part of those movies. So um, when I first got there, I'm sitting down. And I don't like I see food, but I'm told that it was just for the talent, so I, I didn't want to eat it. So I was like, uh, I was just really nervous. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz, who played Carrie in the Carrie remake, was there with her mom, who I think was her manager at the time, and um, she was roaming around. And uh, I like to bring that up to my one friend because he always had like a huge crush on her. Uh, so, like mm. I was in the same room as Chloe Grace Moretz, and he's like, "Shut up!" I'm like I will not. <laughs> I will not. Um, Shout out to Eric, by the way. <laughs> um, so, and you met Eric, so you know who I'm talking about. Yes, yes, cool guy. Love Eric. So, um, so she was chilling, she was roaming around, and I was just sort of waiting to see what happened. And then, um, first, 
the people from the Evil Dead remake came in. So it was Fede Alvarez, who was the director, who also did Don't Breathe. And I think the the second girl with the dragon tattoo, the American one that we got, the spider web one, oh, with that with oh, that okay, with that actor web. from The Crown or whatever. Oh yeah 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 yep. Um, he he came in, and then Jane Levy, who's I think she's on that like Zoe's playlist TV show or something, and then uh and then Bruce Campbell came in, and Bruce Campbell was the most photogenic of every person that walked in that room. I mean. Like he, he literally like the first thing he did was he looked right into my camera and I, I was not like, it wasn't going. So I was so nervous. I was like, Oh God. Oh, so God. Uh, but I was able to get some really good pictures of him and, uh, some good pictures of everybody else that I, I think I still have to this day, um, as memories. And then obviously, um, the Carrie people came in it was the director, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and then, um, Julianne Moore who played her mom. And uh, initially, for the Evil Dead crowd, all of the people that were doing Evil Dead sat next to me because I just happened—I just so happened to pick the chair that was right next to the talent chair. So, like Bruce Campbell sat next to me. He smelled so good. <laughs> his, his his coat. He wore this bright red like suit jacket, like sport coat, and it matched the carpet, and it was great. Um, and uh, Jane Levy. Uh, I I obviously so many people are thinking like she does she remind you of Emma Stone just a little bit. Um, she was pretty cool. Fede Alvarez came in. He was wearing a Back to the Future shirt, and I was like, at least I at least he likes something I know is good. Um, and um, it was it was kind of a crazy experience though. None of the Carrie people sat next to me. at least um with uh the director of the Carrie remake sat next to me. But Chloe Grace Moretz and Julianne Moore sat on the other side of the mm. table, which I was fine with. Uh, but if they had sat next to me, I probably would have peed a little. Because <laughs> those, those are the ones outside of Bruce Campbell that I knew the most. And I was like, I know you. I've seen movies with you in it. I appreciate your work. You had a cowlick, and I wanted it to go down, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I also, I asked zero questions. I was just happy to be there. <laughs> that happened to me with uh um dan fogler um, <laughs> and i wanted and uh, bringing this back up i wanted to ask him about balls of fury because everybody was asking about fantastic beasts and walking dead and i'm like i wish i got to ask him about balls of fury it's one of my big regrets in my life but did you though you got to interview phil lord and chris miller though or you were part of like a panel that got to talk to those guys yes uh yes i was i got to interview them and i've also interviewed uh the cast of dragon ball z that's cool uh there's a lot of the dragon ball people um which is so weird because i'm not a dragon ball fan but like i grew up knowing those voices mm -hmm. and it was so weird hearing like goku like drop the f-bomb <laughs> <laughs> goku it's a family show you know, here at Vegeta, um, and they're they're really cool. They're really awesome to to talk to, and they're really generous with their time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, shout out to those guys. But shout out to all those people that you know, because they get interviewed so many times, and it's just it, it can get annoying or stressful. It, and it probably yeah. So <laughs> so it's appreciated wholeheartedly. It it is appreciated. But Evil Dead Two is a really is a really good movie. It's I think is a really unique kind of like sam raimi's just a unique talent mm -hmm. as far as this stuff's concerned you know just the weird horror and comedy bits you're just like what? like like how like again it's he's one of the only people that can actually like blend those two things and it works really well 
Like it's it's yeah. both really scary. It's almost kind of like Princess Bride in that it's both a great like adventure fantasy movie, but it's also very funny. I think it's a good, listen. Evil Dead Two is a mixture of Princess Bride and Venom. <laughs> Let there be carnage. That is the perfect fucking movie. <laughs> that is like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> we just figured out how Reese's Peanut Butter Cups were made, and it's called Evil Dead 2. I want you to go away! As you wish, Eddie. <laughs> with, um, with that say, we're going to put away that, that Book of the Dead. Don't read it. We don't. don't read it anymore. We, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Get it out of here. Uh, but, uh, Richard, Richard, you want to go to the Winchester? Uh, again? Okay. All right. All right. Stay tuned. Another breakout! What a rush! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe it! Joey, I'll never forget this! Thank you so much! Don't mention it, pal. Anyway, what are friends for? Wow. That that's so kind. I um Who's who's this? Who's who? The guy driving the truck. Oh yeah! Richard, meet my new friend, Teddy Haskell. Teddy, meet my best friend, Richard. (sighs) Um, did you say Haskell? Yep. When I went back to reset the tour at the Emporium, I noticed the escalators. (laughs) After a few rides, that nice park ranger lady came in and arrested you. I deduced that you were about to get yours, so I stealthily creeped my way past the gift shop and motivated my mass of molecules out the door and into the arms of Teddy Haskell. Oh, Teddy saw me get arrested? Yep, I told him all about you, how you're my best friend and all. He was really eager to help me break you out. (laughs) So, uh, Teddy, are you... Any relation to Kara? Yes, boy! Inside voices, Teddy. Inside voices. Distant cousin? That was my sister, you kill! Me? No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with it. Look, it's a long story. You better shut your mouth, boy! <gasps> Apologize to Richard. Oh, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's fine. I'm surprised at you. I introduce you to my most bestest friend in the whole whitey world, and you cut him down to size with your terse wordage. For shame, Teddy. For shame. What kind of car payments are you making to be sitting in my 2017 Ford King Ranch in Baltic Blue? Telling me how I ought to be conversing with this lowdown. You stop right there. Good for nothing. Don't you dare say another word. So and so would go I'm disappointed in you. Well, I can't help that. 37 minutes, you think you know a guy. I am no longer speaking to you, Theodore. <clears throat> so, um, where are we going? You're going to meet your Micah boy. I'm going back to my single wide back in the foothills and cook up a dad burned cup of noodle that I'll consume whilst ruminating on your grisly demise, which I'll bring about directly. You dead bird son of a- Terse wordage. Stop this car. I've heard enough. Fire by me! Wait, wait. We can ride a little longer. No, no, Richard. I won't allow you to be insulted this way. 
son! This is the end of the line! Get on out! Mr. Haskell, I can explain what happened to Kara. Say her name one more time, I swear! I was framed! I was framed! I know who killed her! You don't have to explain anything, Richard. Theodore, let's get this over with. You best mosey on out of here, Joey! I got no argument with you necessarily, but... God dang! If you don't rub me like a sandpaper unibrow! Now get on! Where was I? Oh yeah! There go! Well, boys, I guess they used up all my bullets making my presence known about town. Is this your excuse for frontier justice? Pathetic! Joseph, I swear if you keep pushing my buttons, I swear! Alright, son, looks like the light of love shineth on me. I excuse me? You got one chance to tell me who killed my sister other than you. Okay. This escaped convict named John. You talk about Prison John? Yes, yes! Prison John the murderer! I was locked up in a dang old can of beans for darn near two and a half years. Book it up with Prison John. I'm sorry, what? He said he was John's cellmate in prison for two and a half years. Oh, I, I just raspy, I can't really hear. Prison John was the rootinest, tootinest crustacean whatever hit the pike. I'd be a crass full indeed to make allowances for a turkey like that. Huh? He said John was a hardened criminal and he wouldn't put a thing past him. Oh. Well, son, you convinced me. If President John is out roaming these woods, then Teddy Haskell's gotta be on him like a baby goat suckling at mother's teeth. Ew. Do y'all boys wanna help me track down that low-down murdering sea dog? Yes, we would. Whew. Yes. Thanks for not killing me, Teddy. Anytime, boy. Let's get back in the truck and track down that lowly son of a gun. Richard, would you like a Slim Jim? I'm good, thank you. Well, if you don't like Slim Jims, maybe you'd like a nice stick of string cheese to alleviate your anxiety. Richard, you there? I'm here. Did you find anything at the Emporium? I'm here now, but I don't see any security cameras. All the cameras at the Emporium are hidden in the eyes of the taxidermy owls. Did you hear that, Kenny? Yeah, who was that? That's Kara's brother, Teddy. He's helping us. Teddy, where's the security booth at the Emporium? It's hid behind the bow hunting exhibit in the hunting room. Kenny, Teddy says the security booth is hidden behind the bow hunting exhibit. Okay, give me a second. Yeah, there's a door back here. What's the code? 11, 5, 14, 14, 25, 9, 19. 13, 1, 14, 6, 18, 15, 20, 20, 15! Did you get that? Yeah, just give me a second to type it in. see anything all the screens are black that's strange usually those cameras are turned on 24 7 that means someone's tampered with the security system okay do you see a flash drive or a dvd anything that might have footage saved on it all the video from the security cameras is recorded on a tape 
There's a tape player on the desk, do you see it? Yeah, I see it, but it's empty. Are you sure the park rangers didn't look around in there? I'm not sure, but if they did take it, they'd see that I didn't kill her. What should I do now? Meet us back at the lake house and we'll come up with a plan. The main thing is we need to find John. Okay, I'm on my way. The park ranger! Florid Teddy! I can't go back to jail! Gotta build up some speed! Come on, Teddy! Come on, Teddy! Come on, Teddy! Stop your vehicle! This is a park ranger! If it was Mickey Mouse, I still wouldn't give you the right away! You take that back! No! Teddy, watch where you're going! On my signal, we bust out the left side doors and run. I'll count to 20, and if you don't cooperate, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Not another chase. One. You got no choice, boy. Two. Get ready. Three. Now. Four. Dang it, Kyle, they're running. Okay, okay. I think we can slow down, guys. Let me catch my breath. We should be getting close to the house now. <gasps> what was that? I didn't hear anything. Ow. Uh, ow, 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 ow. That sounds like John. Everybody get down. Low to the ground. Uh, there he is. What look? My leg. Uh, my leg. What are we hiding for? He's a lame duck. Come on, let's go get him. Okay. Ouch, ouch. Help me up, boy. Uh, My legs ain't what they used to be. Easy there, old timer. Hey, John! <gasps> you! Come on, John. We're all going back to the house. You'll never take me alive! No! Oh, my leg! Ouch, 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 ouch! You're not even running, you're just speed walking. This isn't fair! You've got to give me a 10 second head start at least! Hi, John. <sighs> Hey, Joey. Hi, Teddy. Teddy? What are you doing here? As you can see, me and my small posse of cohorts have arrived at this location to preside over the proceedings, presently percolating, hopefully to resolve with your incarceration. Oh, yeah, I forgot you speak in hieroglyphics. What did he say? We know you murdered Kara Haskell, John. What? No, I didn't. You trying to tell me you didn't kill my sister? No, I've never killed anyone. Now, John, how many times have I told you a gentleman never tells an untruth? Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. You're not a murderer? No. Okay, listen. Seven years ago, I got arrested for littering. And they brought me in for questioning about a bunch of murders. And I don't know. I ended up confessing to most of them. You confessed to crimes you didn't commit? Why? They said if I confessed, I'd go to prison and get super buff. What? Yeah, they said prison was like one big gym where you work out all day, and I thought, you know, I'd be in prison for a few years, get super buff, and then I'd resume my normal life. They didn't tell me I'd be in there for 50 years. What a twist. 
Why didn't you ever tell me? The first time you broke me out, you seemed so excited to be friends with the super buff serial killer. I just didn't have the heart to burst your bubble, Joey. So I came up with the bank robbery idea to make you think I was real hardcore. You... you did all of that? For me? Yeah, buddy. You really are a great friend. I told you, Richard. Didn't I tell you John was a great friend? I hate the Bonham boys. There's still a killer on the loose. Okay, well, Kenny's probably waiting for us up at the lake house by now. We'll meet up with him, and we'll plan our next move. Let's go! So how did you manage to escape after we duct tape you to the chair? I never leave the house without a few razor blades in my underpants. Good, thank you, boy! You cut your way out of the duct tape with a razor blade? How long did that take? I don't know, maybe ten minutes? Ten minutes? Where was Kenny during all of that? After you guys left, he went down to the basement. I don't think I saw him again after that. Hmm, something fishy's afoot. Foots don't have fish! Don't you mean fish have no foots? I mean what I say. Guys, guys, we're here. Turn any lights on! I guess we got here first. Ow! My leg! Be careful, I bruise like a grape! Whoa. Deja vu. Crumbs, the door is locked! Oh god, it's happening again. Stand back, boy! Let me show you what I learned in lockpicking school! <laughs> now it's open! Hello? Anybody home? Come on, come on, help me on the couch! Ah, ouch, ouch, oh, ouch. Well, I guess we might as well get comfortable while we wait for Kenny to show up. It's awful dark in here. Y'all got a generator? No, I am not setting one foot outside this house. <laughs> Cold, too. It is a tad nippy, isn't it? I'll start a fire again. Ugh. John's bored. <gasps> Did you say board games? No, 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 no. I, I said I'm bored. No, I said I'm bored. Just give me two seconds. No, wait. He must have a few board games in the bedroom. Under the bed? No. Hmm. <gasps> the closet. Everybody who's anybody and his brother keeps a well-stocked closet full of board games. Shucks. Nothing but clothes. So much for board games in the bedroom. Maybe upstairs. Hey, Joey, I'm really not in the mood for- Hey, buddy, I know you're probably getting impatient for some board games, but I've got to look upstairs real quick. That is cold, boy. I'm trying. The matches are all wet. Let's see what's in this room. A child's bedroom. There must be a few games in here. What a nice collection of dolls. I wonder who owns this place. Oh, look! A music box! Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Richard, look what I... <gasps> you! You stay away. Stay back. Do you hear me? Why are you brandishing that weighty billy club? Oh! There. Finally, we have a fire. Nice t 
Montana Baines would hit the spot right about now. Hey, John. Remember back in prison when we'd sit together in the chow hall? I'm Beans! Beans? Schmeans. I hate beans. Hey, John. Remember how I used to play my harmonica at night for all the boys in the cell block? Yeah, I remember. I just so happened to have my dangle harmonica here on my person. <laughs> what number would you like to hear, boy? Do you know how to play In the Club by 50 Cent? Good choice, son. Teddy? Oh, thank God. Teddy! Yes, boy! Would you mind coming upstairs and helping me with something? Surely! Boy! Where you at? I'm in the room at the end of the hall. Boy! Hello? That guy, where you at, boy? I wonder what's taking them so long up there. They're probably just up there playing Monopoly. Uh, I'd better go check on them. Don't be gone long. I don't want to be sitting around here all by myself. I'll be back in a second. Joey? Teddy? Hello? <gasps> John! John! He's gone! John? Where are you? Where is everybody? The basement. Hello? John? There's a light. What's this? A crossbow. Hi, Richard. <gasps> Kenny! Well, I guess this is it. You can't be. You know, you really screwed up my plans tonight, Richard. I must admit, I didn't plan on killing you at the end of this, but you've left me no choice. You're Manfrotto. Bingo! I've been planning my revenge for the past five years. I created the perfect disguise. As Manfrotto, I purchased this house and the one next door. I've familiarized myself with the locals, and I've spent years connecting with them on a personal level. No. Just last week, I even attended little Bobby Schwartz's bar mitzvah. No. Yes! It was the perfect plan. I'd lure you to Apple Valley with the promise of jet skis and profuse apologies from yours truly. I knew you'd come, hoping to watch me beg for your forgiveness. Then... You'd show up to the house on this dark and stormy night and find that the power was knocked out. Then I'd send you to the Emporium to get a generator. There, you'd discover the body of Kara Haskell. <gasps> and Park Ranger Allison would discover you standing over her body. <laughs> no! You're the one who called in that anonymous tip to the Park Rangers! Yes! It was all part of my brilliant and well-detailed plan to ruin your life. The only thing I didn't count on was our unexpected guests. 
John and Joey. Let it be known that oversight doesn't reflect upon my intelligence. How could I foresee you and those lamb shanks you call feet stomping around on the rotten floorboards and falling into my basement? Just look at those sticky fingers you've got there. I should have known you'd find that VHS tape. And take it! Oh yeah. Why were you so anxious to get that stupid movie back anyway? Therein lies the irony! <laughs> you really think I give a crap about Gamera versus the teens of Surf City, USA? Get real! That tape is really the security footage from the Emporium that shows me killing Kara. <gasps> we had the evidence the whole time?! Ha <laughs> ha, you fool! <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life! I win! Kenny, you killed someone tonight just because I quit our podcast? Yes, you ruined my life, so now I've ruined yours. Even Stevens. Like I said, I didn't plan on killing you, but I can't let you leave here alive. Listen. I know I wasn't a great friend back then, but I really have changed. I'm sorry I treated you the way that I did. It's too late for that, Richard. There's no turning back now. WAIT! WHAT?! I mean, do you really want to kill me? YES! RICHARD! <gasps> JOEY! DUCK! HA! MISSED ME! How many times have you had us at gunpoint tonight and you haven't managed to hit anything? Jeez, I'm trying! It's not as easy as it looks! Are you using the sights to aim? The sights? What, what are the sights? Here, let me see it. Joey, what are you doing? Well, uh, okay, but be careful. That's my lucky killing gun. Alright, alright. Richard, the, the, I got no, this. No! What are you- this. Stop it! Right. Put it down! Richard! <sighs> just because- Just because I seem like a gullible idiot doesn't mean I really am. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's that's your problem here, Kenny. See the little bump at the end of the barrel? Uh, th that that little bump at the end of the barrel there? That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see it. You know, I'm pretty sure this is, like, assistance in manslaughter or whatever they call that. Richard, stop. No, no, listen. No, no. I am not being interrupted. You are helping him. Richard! What?! Just let me have this one thing for me! Okay, go ahead, Joey. Then, I'm, I'm gonna continue. Then, you simply choose your target. Hmm. Say, Kenny, how about those large tanks in the corner there? Tanks? What tanks? Oh, the propane tanks. The propane tanks? No, wait! Whoop! The ah! We have to get out of here! Hurry! I have to save my record collection! Come on, Joey! Where's John and Teddy? John, where are you? I'm under the couch. Come on, Joey, help me pull him out. Easy, easy, my hands are tied. Hi, hi, hi John. Hi, quick, let's get him untied. What happened? The house is on fire. We have to find Teddy. The knot is too tight. Come on, Joey, come on, Joey, come on, Joey. We don't have time for this. Listen, just drag John outside. I'll find Teddy. Okay. Be gentle. Teddy! Teddy, where are you? Teddy! That sounds like him! Teddy, can you hear me? It's coming from this room! Teddy! It's, it's locked! Oh, 
Richard! Teddy, where's the key to the closet? <laughs> we have to get Teddy out of here! We're not going anywhere. We'll all die if we stay here. <coughs> so be it. You're insane! You made me this way. If you hadn't been such a jerk, we wouldn't be here. And Kara wouldn't have had to die. get far. And now we have proof that I'm innocent. What proof? Where's that VHS tape? Right here. This tape is actually the security camera footage from the Emporium that shows Kenny killing Kara. All we have to do is go back to the ranger station, give this to Allison, and clear my name. Wait, Richard, Richard, you, you mean this isn't Gamera and the teens of Surf City, USA? <laughs> Joey! This will prove my innocence. Aren't you happy about that? I, I suppose so. I was just really looking forward to the director's commentary, though. <sighs> well, boys, we got ourselves a long walk into town. We best get moving. Uh, as soon as we get to town, I've got to get my leg fixed. I know a fella in town who specializes in broken legs, plastic surgery, and fake IDs. Well, Richard, I guess once this is all over, you'll go back to being a radio host, huh? I doubt it. Even if I prove my innocence, my show is going down the tubes anyway. Nobody wants to hear Daniel Day-Lewis talk about penguins these days. You know, we should start a podcast together. You, me, Teddy, and John? Yes! We could talk about movies! No, guys, count me out. I've got a date with the Mojito in Tijuana. Count Teddy in, boys! I do like me a good movie. We could call it Three Fellas and a Few Films. Three Fellas and a Few Films. Great idea, Teddy. <gasps> Teddy! What? I just thought of something. What did you think of, son? What about all the beans bagging your single wide in the foothills? <gasps> I forgot. Those beans aren't going to eat themselves. No, they won't, boy. Well, I guess it's just you and Richard, then. Two fellas and a couple movies? We'll, we'll have to work on the name. Kyle! Hi! I have to arrest you guys! That's fine. We have something we'd like to show Park Ranger Allison, actually. Okay, everybody get in the car. We'll all go down to the station and get our pictures taken. Uh, I have to go in slowly. Uh, quit handling me so rough. My leg! Aw, is your leg okay, sweetie? It's Buster! Aw. Well, everybody's in. Let's go! 
Welcome back to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. In our last segment, we got a bit crazy, got a bit wild, had to be stuck in a cabin while we were being attacked by things because a book was read. Who'd have thought reading books could kill people? Anyway, so... <laughs> so now we're moving on um, to another genuinely fun movie. Probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite zombie movie ever, if I'm being honest. I know there's a lot of great ones, but I genuinely love this movie. Um, and I might have some slight bias because the director's like, with Guillermo del Toro, my favorite director of all time. And that is, of course, uh, Mr. Edgar Wright, who directed this amazing, fun little movie uh, from 2004, I believe. Yes, 2004. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Joey! <laughs> it, it's like the... You want anything from the shop? Call that out. <laughs> Player two has entered the game. <laughs> Don't you got work? Player two has left the game. <laughs> That's just... Listen. We've talked about characters that would be like the two dudes in different movies. And I think um, I think outside of the guys in Little Nicky, we're just like, oh yeah, Satan, <laughs> son of the devil, six, six, six. <laughs> I think these uh, these two dudes. Uh, I don't know. It makes Simon me, Pegg makes, and Nick it, Frost. It makes me, especially this movie, <laughs> in a lot of ways. I'm sorry to say. I mean, I can't, I, I can't, I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I could try, I would fail. <laughs> I'm holding the movies in my hand, by the way. So I, just, I have all the movies, but yes, Shaun of the Dead. These two dudes are us. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie as well. I would also probably put it as my favorite zombie movie because I'm not normally a zombie guy. So to speak, yeah. um, you know, I've seen some of the of the dead movies back in the day. The George Romero. You know, movies. I love Night of the Living Dead again. A great public domain movie, as mm -hmm. I mentioned on last week's episode. Um, we should definitely talk about that movie someday. But um, it's you know, zombies in general. I feel like is such a, especially after The Walking Dead, it feels like such mm -hmm. a like well, been here, done that. I hate to sound. It's sort of, it's sort of one note, really. Yeah, like it, it, I think that th I think part of the thing is like with zombie movies, it feels like from the beginning, which in a lot of ways effectively is Night of the Living Dead. It feels like it's always been social commentary. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's not like some like monster movies where there might be like a message in them, but a lot of the time, like King Kong is just wrecking crap, and then event and then yeah. eventually you got the nuclear allegories with like Godzilla. And all that stuff, you know. Um, but Shaun of the Dead is just a is not only a great like <laughs> great zombie movie. It is just one of the funniest movies that you'll ever see. It's genuinely one of the funniest movies, and it's one of those movies that everyone involved didn't need to go near as as deep or as as hard as they do. And I'm not just talking like performances. I'm talking like. Um, 
use of foreshadow, Easter eggs, like like all the different things that like there's so much rhyming in this movie. This is this is like a this is like rap god by Eminem. <laughs> like it's just like there's so much like you literally watch this movie five times and you'll discover something every single time. Yeah. Like you'll be like, oh my god, they said this line early in the movie. Now they just said it again in a different context. Or oh my god, um, this led to this, or this led to that, or they literally spoil the entire movie in one bit of dialogue. Like, and that's something that I love about the whole trill the whole trilogy. But it's it's this movie that started it all, and it's it's insane just how much how crazy they get with this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, like for for a movie that I feel like, because again, you you have in your notes, this has been mislabeled as a spoof. Yeah, like it's one of those movies that I kind of place in the same ballpark as something like a Mars Attacks, and that because it came out around the same time as another big movie of the same genre, so like like Mars Attacks came out at the same time as Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have these two separate alien invasion movies and Mars Attacks, you could almost argue maybe could feel like a spoof of Independence Day, even just the fact that, you know, they they go crazy with like the ensemble cast and they're like, look at all the people in this movie. And in Independence Day is like, look at all the people in this movie. Um, the same thing sort of happened with Shaun of the Dead in that like Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead, the, the Zack Snyder uh, remake that came out, they came out around the same time, almost like the same weekend. And so it's like, you have these two zombie movies, and so I think just inherently people felt like Shaun of the Dead, especially just from the title, Shaun of the Dead, felt like it was a spoof of, like, zombie or, like, George Romero movies. And it's like, well, I mean, you can maybe argue that, because, I mean, art's interpreted by everybody differently, but that wasn't their intention initially, because they were just trying to make a zombie movie in their own fun way that they wanted to make a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even like follow the same plot as anything else. It's, it literally is like almost like a romantic comedy that just turns into a zombie movie. Yes. (laughs) So basically Sean, who's Simon Pegg in this movie, um, he, he has a pretty mundane, almost sort of bare minimum kind of life where he works he works at a a retail store selling electronics and um he lives at at a flat i believe sort of like a like a townhouse type situation with one of his other roommates and his best friend ed who's nick frost in the movie and uh he has a sort of rocky relationship with his girlfriend because she thinks that he's sort of stuck in this loop of a lifestyle where he does the same thing every morning he wakes up he goes to the shop he gets some he gets something to drink he gets a cornetto which is an important thing um and uh he comes home uh he or he goes to work and uh and or later that day goes to the winchester their favorite pub in the entire town that they live in and so he he's like i'll change i'll change but she but his girlfriend liz is like no, you're not going to change. So they break up. And while while all of this, you know, trauma of, you know, romance trauma is happening to Sean, um, zombies are coming. And it's all sort of, and what, what I kind of like about it too is that all of it sort of like played off in the background. Like there's this, there's this great one shot that's repeated where Sean is going from his, his flat to the shop to, to get stuff. And 
um, if you listen, if you see, if you pay attention, um, who you'll see, you'll, or what you'll hear, you'll actually hear like, you know, something fell from the sky, but like it opened up or something. So that might explain how the zombies came to be. Um, and if you pay attention, like to the, just to the, even just the extras, the extras actually come back, you'll see as zombies later. Like there's like a guy who's standing behind Sean in line at the shop who's wearing this really ridiculous tuxedo who happens to show up trying to eat him as a zombie uh, mm. <laughs> after that after that one shot is repeated. So again, it's all this. There's so many things happening. Um, but uh, like, there's just all this. There's all this zombie stuff happening, and uh, while again this quote unquote romantic plot is happening. And then it just again, then it just leads into like the zombie stuff, and they actually they they play it they play it pretty like intense at times. Like obviously this is first first and foremost a comedy, but there's so much about this movie that is like legit zombie stuff. Like people die, people die violently, and it's tragic. People die violently, and it, you know, people are like, it's still this person, it's still them. It's like no, it's not. Don't point that gun at Barbara. <laughs> like it get it gets like like some of the best like you know it's just it's some it's just so good where it's like it's so funny but then at like certain moments you're just like oh no no a great juxtaposition moment is you have a scene where the uh the Winchester like bartender like um uh John who uh, might be connected to the mafia according to Big Al um <laughs> we don't know you might be but uh, he he's a zombie, and so they're like trying to take him out. But they do it in rhythm to "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen, yeah. <laughs> which is which I think is sort of a nice allusion to to Baby Driver, which Edgar Wright sort of like did a whole movie like that, essentially like a whole movie in rhythm to the soundtrack. Mm. And so uh, with with that scene, like it's just so funny, and it's so in it's so in tune, and like it's so fun to just like even the characters are like dancing to the rhythm of the music while they're bashing pool cues on this on the zombie, and um, then it but then it's juxtaposed juxtaposed by a scene where poor Sean's mom reveals she's been bitten by a zombie, and you know obviously that's when like there's some genuine tension. At that scene yeah it's yeah it it just also just casting like obviously simon Pegg and nick frost are just great but like the supporting people that they have in this movie are so good <laughs> <laughs> there's oh my god um first uh like essentially there's okay there's liz who i i what's i don't remember the actor's name uh kate ash ashfield kate ashfield i have the kate ashfield um liz is very good and i was happy too that liz wasn't like just another like sort of damsel in distress kind of like like liz pulls her pulls her weight and like fights the zombies along with them which is cool um david and die uh are are a fun uh couple (laughs) admittedly that's it's so funny (laughs) actually i don't know if you do you do you recognize who plays um uh diane no she is etta candy from wonder woman oh yeah very cool so etta candy from wonder woman um plays uh an actress or more or less like she wants to be an actress or or as sean claims he didn't say but maybe i've said a failed actress (laughs) (laughs) i never called diane a failed actress (laughs) <laughs> but I did call David a twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and David, 
Oh, David. <laughs> that guy. Um, uh, Dylan Mor- Moran uh, plays him. Who is a stand-up comedian, I believe. Like, I've seen some of his stand-up. Oh, wow. He's really funny. Um, he's he's very good. He's got, he's got one of those faces very punchable for this character. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they lean into they that. They really lean bit. into that. Like, you hate. <laughs> you hate him so much. You, you hate David. <laughs> like, the moment he points a gun at Sean's mom because she got bit is the moment you're like, I hope he dies. Like, this movie has a stepdad, and the stepdad's more likable. Mm. <laughs> and the stepdad is freaking Davy Jones. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, and I love, oh my god, I love uh, when they're, uh, when he's like, your stepdad's here, and it's just that that, that really intense, like, music. <laughs> yeah, when he walks out, too, is what gets me, honestly. Like, even the turn when you see his face, it's really swift. It's just... <laughs> so good. We're expecting you to, to visit your mum, Sean. <laughs> Are you coming? <gasps> well, then, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, in case you... Well, you couldn't, you can't see it, obviously, but R- Richard, like, sort of waddled off of my my view on my uh, on my phone. Yes, I did. It was very it was very believable. It was. It was. And I was I was thinking about the intense uh, intense music. Duh. <laughs> there's so many great people. And there's people that you don't expect to be in this movie who would become they're like major actors later that would show up in things. Um obviously Martin Freeman has a bit role in this it's movie. Just funny. He's just there. He's just a guy. He's just there. Like he's one of like the main sort of stay character act like actors that show up in the entire Cornetto trilogy, yes. which we'll talk about. Um, but uh, he's obviously he went on to have a great career. He was um, Watson in the Sherlock show. He was uh, what the what what's the Hobbit's name? Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. I, I know it's hard hard because he's not even the main character in his own movie. In those movies, I, I remembered it eventually. Eventually, what's you told me? Oh, just, well, listen, he's very good as Bilbo. I just side note. Mm-hmm. I do, like, there's another movie that he was in that I haven't seen that everyone has told me I should watch, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've, yeah, I've never seen that one either, actually. Yeah, that's one that I was constantly told, like, when it came out, you have to see Hitchhiker's Guide yeah, to the Galaxy. I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll see it eventually. I remember I had some friends talking about that when it came, because it's based on a book, right? If, I think so, yeah, yeah. it's based on a pretty yeah. pretty well-known book if you're in that community. I, I just think, I, I think about this movie, it, this was the first of the Edgar Wright movies I had ever seen, and I watched it. Yeah, my first time really watching it was a couple years ago when I was uh, a founding member member of my uh, my college's uh, cinema club. Uh, so shout out to Julian for doing an Edgar Wright week, basically. Which that on that alone, I don't know Julian, but shout out to Julian for doing that. Really cool guy, loves movies, lives loves movies. You know, um, like I ha- I'll have like made up names for people on my phone. And his his made up name on my phone is Francois Truffaut. <laughs> like, and there's other directors. He said there's other directors he probably likes more. But it's just funny to have somebody named have Francois Truffaut on my phone. <laughs> I dig it. I like it. You know, but I was like, wow, this is actually really funny and just really well put together. I think that that's mm-hmm. the thing, like the construction of it. It's like it's like a well made like toy. It's like looking at like a well-made toy and you take it apart and all like the, the little pieces are there and you're just like, it's just so, imp- it's, it's honestly impressive. With all three of these movies, um, all, all, all yeah. three of them on different levels, you know. Like, 
one of my favorite things is like again going back to like Edgar Wright's use of foreshadow and I think Edgar Wright probably is the most impressive when it comes to like the the setup and payoff shtick because the thing is like other people will like set up in like the first act and pay off in the third act sometimes in the second act he literally sets up and pays off like right next to each other sometimes and it's so like consistent it's so all over the place but i love his use of foreshadow because again there's like there's a whole scene um where uh this is after sean and uh liz break up and Ed takes Sean to the to the Winchester, and um, he's like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a Bloody Mary. We're gonna go do this, and then we're gonna go do that. And we're gonna come back here." I'm paraphrasing, obviously, horribly because I don't remember the line, but he he says all these things, and then as if you pay attention to that, and that's why I think it's very rewarding to watch this movie several times. Um, if you pay attention to a scene like that, you notice that basically everything that ed says to a degree actually happens so like have a bloody mary first first zombie they see is someone in the garden some some bloody woman named mary or like again shots at the winchester literally shooting zombies at the winchester so i mean like it's all there and um and again like I said, even the even the people, like everybody you see in the movie at some point you might see as a zombie later. So like Mary, when you see her, she's in the opening like title sequence where she's a checkout person yes. and you see her show up later. Or, you know, some of the people sitting on the bus with Sean when he's going to like work or whatever or going to, you know, Liz's house or going to pick up flowers. You see those people again show up as zombies. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I noticed this watching it this, this time um, when... Uh, Sean is trying to tell Ed to like, you know, be a better roommate because his actual roommate is pissed off at Ed just for being Ed. Um, you know, he's playing video games and he tells him, Oh, reload, uh, you know, top left. And then when you get to the end of the movie and, uh, Sean is trying to shoot zombies, Ed repeats that to Sean top left reload. And so it's literally like, he's repeating that line in a different, it's like, what yeah it it all um it all connects i think here's my big takeaway like i've seen this movie a number of times um and i think i'm trying to remember this might have been one of my first times watching it since covid basically Mm -hmm. and i feel like this i I wasn't expecting it to hit me as hard as it did but there was like because thinking about like the mundane existence just like one of the few things that we've been doing through the whole thing is like going to work, you know? Um, and I love my job, but it's, it's just an interesting like way to look at it. Like, you know, with, with, with Simon Pegg's existence, just every day, every day, you know, it's you're doing the same thing yeah. as like these shocking things are happening. Like I, one of my, one of the moments I think about um, is, is when they're leaving the Winchester and they see like, they think the couple, like couples like making out, and then the head flies the back. Head flies back. Um, you know, but and just like thinking about like disease and how it affects people, and mm. it, it just like man, it's de- it's definitely a movie where it, it did like you know I wasn't thinking about it, but then when I was watching it, I was like, oh man, right. And even like I even love the fact like I don't do you remember early on in the pandemic, um, during the lockdown period when uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did a video. Uh, like mimicking the you know have like the where you stay at home have a cup of tea and wait for all this to blow do you remember that yes i do um 
I even love how they sort of called themselves out in that movie, like, we shouldn't have left the house, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like go to the Winchester? No, we did that last time. Remember how that turned out? <laughs> so, much better than the Imagine video. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's still, man, I still hear about that. It's sort of wild. It's Listen, man, it, as they say, you gotta be very careful what you post. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a look at the note. I was also surprised that this movie made as much money as it did. Yeah, it was like, it was just sort of like a surprise thing. Like, I remember when it came out and like, that was one of the, that and like Dawn of the Dead were obviously like huge hits, but like, um... There was a lot of people talking about it, and like you were saying for yourself, this is the movie that I think introduced people to Edgar Wright. And I remember, I still remember going to like the the San Diego Comic Con panel for Scott Pilgrim, and I this was a point I'd never seen any of the Cornetto movies, so I I didn't have any like real context. But people love edgar wright like they were like cheering for him and even just the fact that you know he makes his his in his in fan joke uh during that panel saying like simon Pegg and nick frost are going to be in the movie and he's like oh wait never mind they're not like people audibly like reacted to that Mm -hmm. like obviously they got the joke but they reacted to it and like so these like especially with those first two movies because because um world's end didn't come out to like 2013 um, those movies, I think, really resonate with people. And, like, Shaun of the Dead, I think... I mean, it still gets quoted. So, I mean, I guess, ultimately, I'm not entirely... Like, in a retrospect aspect, I'm not entirely surprised, given how people connected with Shaun of the Dead. You know, because I think about, like, so many times with, like, cult movies, where it's, like... I could also see it going the other way, where, like, it might not have worked for people at the time, and then people discover it some somewhere else. You know, it just... it It has, like, a cult movie kind of energy where it has a certain kind of humor and like it's a horror thing you know but no it's it's nice that it was it was successful and well received at the time of its release that's that's actually really cool no i'm glad it was a success too honestly because i mean if it wasn't then we wouldn't have all these great movies from edgar wright you know obviously he wouldn't have done i mean he might have done the rest of the cornetto trilogy i don't know but um you know we wouldn't have like uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Baby Driver, Last Night in Soho, his new movie. I'm so freaking excited for it. Yes, I'm Last Night in Soho. Um, I'm when you listen to this on on Friday, uh, I I I will be I will be seeing it on the big screen. No, but yeah, if you you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, folks, check it out. And if you like it and like that brand of humor and all that stuff, check out the other two, especially Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Hot Fuzz is so good. Like, Hot Fuzz is something so magical. Like, what's funny about Hot Fuzz, I think Hot Fuzz is also, like, a great companion piece to, like, kind of get you started for Last Night in Soho. Because Last Night in Soho has a lot of Jallo inspirations, similar to, like, um, James Wan's Malignant earlier in the year that we got. Another so good movie. Um, And uh, I think with that, like, another, like, okay... I'm just stumbling on my words now. I'm very excited, by the way, for last night. So, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Ooh. um, it's got a lot of Jallo inspirations. But I think Hot Fuzz also sort of has that as well because it's like it's a it's sort of like a a cop movie, but it's also like a slasher movie. And you got this like draped in black sort of cloaked figure that you like similar to what you see in like Jallo movies. 
Um, so if you if you're if you're excited to see Last Night in Soho, watch Hot Fuzz because I think that'll that'll give you a, a good kick and give you a good like sort of gear you up for Last Night in Soho. As far as if you just want to watch Edgar Wright movies, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's like horror horror comedies, man. Um, and th- these two these two go about it in very different ways. <laughs> In very different ways, but you know what I love about both of them, and what I think is sort of unique to both of them, is that they're they're not like trying too hard one way or the other, or like there's not like a weird tonal thing between them that makes you go, like, how is this fit here? Like both movies, I think, genuinely like take the genres they're in seriously, but also come at it from a comedic standpoint. It makes me think of like political it makes me like john stewart a little bit because like john stewart you know obviously comedian first ultimately like that's his whole shtick is to be funny but it's he's funny from a from a sort of ideological sort of liberal point of view like well at least his own point of view um that has sort of a serious undertone to it and so, like, like it's not like it's not like trying to do one thing while also trying to do the other. It's literally perfectly blending two separate things into one thing, and that's what I think Shaun of the Dead. And not to weird, not to get like a weird political explanation into it, but that's just what makes sense in my brain. Mm. Um, but like Shaun of the Dead and, and Evil Dead Two, take those two genres and then just like throw them into a bowl together and then just mix it really yes. well. And for some reason, you, it turns out a great cookie. It just works out. It just works out somehow, um, yeah. And you know, there's so, like they were both hits, but like they also are sort of like you know they they live on basically almost as semi cult ish movies. I know some people like with the definition of like cult, they like to think oh the movie had to flop or something, and it's like like it had to be a failure with like yeah, a niche and crowd. I'm like, not necessarily because sometimes I feel like there's cult movies where it's like even the movie does well, you know it doesn't necessarily mean it catches on with everyone and it doesn't mean it's going to grow. Like, like, you know what I think is a good example of sort of like a modern cult movie that like it has, like it has a lot of success to it. Cause a lot of people wanted it. It's probably the Snyder cut. Mm, I was thinking that same thing. Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, that one feels very much like, like a cult movie in that, in that same regard. Yeah. It was a, it was a big deal. But it there's a specific niche, you know, uh, that that mm. um, enjoys it. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about both of these movies. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad this was our cap off. Yeah, I think it's a good way. This is yeah, a good, it was pick. A good way to to close um, to close things out. Uh, just to briefly go over our our run of heart of uh, our spooky ish movies last couple weeks. Um, you know, we did. Amer- we did Wolfman paired with American Werewolf in London. We did Scream paired with Night on a Nightmare on Elm Street with our friend Alex. We, uh, we had uh, Cur- Hammer's Curse of Frankenstein with Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein, and we had a Vincent Price centered episode on uh, House on Haunted Hill and the Mask AKA of the Red Rich Death. people are terrible. The movies, <laughs> rich people suck. And of course, uh, starring Oliver Reed. Starring Oliver Reed. And of course, <laughs> um, you know this one, Shaun of the Evil Dead Two. <laughs> Still, my one of my favorite titles. Just, just, just to be specific, Shaun of the Evil Dead Two. 
you know, because <laughs> we're not talking about the first one. We briefly mentioned it. It's no. it's recommended. It's Brief recommended mention. reading. But you know, uh, folks, what are your, what are your favorite Edgar Wright movies? What are your favorite Sam Raimi movies? Favorite horror comedies? Please let us know. Also, let us know what spooky movies you're watching this weekend for Halloween. What what's what's on your agenda? What are you watching this year? Um, and if maybe, hey, maybe if it leads to you having a double feature idea, let us know. We might might we're, talk about we're it. always in the market for more double feature ideas. I, I have a long running list on Google Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> we literally do. We have so many movies on our Google Sheets of just not only our own double features, but maybe a few that were like suggested from friends and uh, people that listen. So. Like there's a, somewhere in there, there's an Angela Lansbury episode <laughs> because we got a suggestion from a from an Angela Lansbury fan page to do one, and we were like, okay, we should do Manchurian uh, Candidate. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, and I feel like it'd be interesting for us to talk about something like that on the show. Manchurian, she wrote. Manchurian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a TV show. So. Murder the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> I think I'd be a little too brutal for a title, but we'll we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. We're we're, we'll, we're still workshopping that idea. We're workshopping it, uh, definitely. But I just have it on there as literally just Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Maybe that's just it. Maybe we we don't even talk about movies. Just Angela Lansbury. <laughs> just, just listen. Just Sweeney Todd, Beauty and the Beast. Like listen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and her cameo appearance in Mary Poppins Returns, y'all. chef's kiss folks that's gonna wrap it up for our halloween extravaganza oh. check, check us out in two weeks when we talk about a new set of things we talk about they're not necessarily <laughs> movies that's our no. twist <laughs> they're not movies at all it's weird but it'll be fun you might be interested it's gonna be fun. stay tuned have a good night everyone Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. You guys are the best. This radio drama has been extensive. We know it's been crazy, but you guys have been doing great work. Thank you so much for everything that you do. We love you. This show is nothing without you. So, again, thank you so much. And, of course, we are off next week, but we will have something special for you guys. And we will be coming back the following week with a brand new episode that focuses on television shows. So have a happy Halloween, and we'll see you soon. You are a pariah! You do not need the chainsaw!